Welcome to the Ag Podcast, a program in which we explore regenerative farming topics relevant to agriculture in Zimbabwe and the region. I believe farming practices need to begin with consideration of the soil because a healthy soil is a productive soil and all our crop and animal management practices affects and is affected by the soil. While soil is a major focus of the Ag Podcast, we cover a range of topics ultimately aimed at regenerating the whole farm landscape. Implementing regenerative farming can, I believe, lead to greater productivity and profitability of the farm. Thus, join me in this episode of Ag Podcast to learn and be challenged in the way we farm so that we will regenerate our landscapes and lead us to more productive and profitable farming operations. I'm delighted today to be with Dr. Wingwiri, who is an eminent scientist and practicing agriculturalist. I once worked with Dr. Wingwiri long back in 1983 when he was my boss at the Agronomy Institute. I joined the Agronomy Institute as a young, fresh graduate and worked under him and then left and went into uh, commercial agriculture. And to my shame, I, I've hardly interacted with Dr. Wingwiri since then. So that's 40 years of each of us sort of developing our own careers and activities in agriculture in Zimbabwe. But uh, recently, with my interest in regenerative agriculture and organic farming, I have been intrigued and amazed at what Dr. Wingwiri has done with his vermiculture and vermicomposting and promoting organic type farming. So I have come here to meet with him and hear his story and to learn more about vermicomposting and how it can be applied in our fields in uh, Zimbabwe. So welcome Dr. Wingri, it's, it's a pleasure to be with you. Well, thank you very much Dr. Mike Roberts for uh, seeing you again. I'm just excited to see you after 40 years. Yeah, great. So. What I'd really like to know is what has happened in those 40 years in your career and what has brought you to your current situation of having a business around uh, earthworm poop? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, 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 it actually surprised me because, you, as you know, I, I was just an orthodox agronomist, crophysiologist, when I was at the Department of Research and Specialist Services. And... Um, but in 2012, I actually, this is how it started. I think Emma had called for some research proposals on how to manage the weed in Lexuero. And I immediately thought of doing something about in converting the water hyacinth in Chivero into a fertilizer. And then I started researching on it, and then it dawned on me that we can use ethylene. That's okay. This was in 2012, and I think that was definitely, that came, that was a blessing from, my, from God, because I never thought, I did not even think of earthworms at all, you know, in, in all our work in Agronomy Institute, we just NPK, that's it, and then, but of course I remember we did some work on conservation agriculture, that's true, but anyway, so um, my work started then, and in the first two years was focusing on the research, we're looking at the kind of, we're buying earthworms along the roads, different types, and then we're experimenting with them uh, at a site of Blossom Chitungwiza, looking at the, um, whether the, the, the earthworms we're collecting could help us in decomposing the stuff. Some of them were dying, the puffer does, and the ordinary, the soil, my, my, my earthworms were not surviving. 
but the red worm, which okay. is not commonly available on the street, yeah. not many of them. So some people actually lie that they would say red is not a natural red, but that is what survived. And then we started working now. In two years' time, we now we had a product and we now beginning to to to, to process um, the aquatic weed into a fertilizer. And the Rallysil Council had also taken an interest at that time. Um, and um, so they started bringing stuff from Bari to our side. Okay. Yes, that was the beginning of everything. We continued on doing research. It was not easy. The first venue compost was, though we had venue compost, but it was not doing very well. So I had to think more of other products. How, how is it? We looked at how people farm in communal areas when they don't have any fertilizer. They did various things. So we, we started combining some of those things without any fertilizer. And that is, in fact, that is how we've used to end up with our product right now. Our product is very potent, very, very potent okay. right now. And, but it's a combination of various knowledges of what we know. This thing, product can do this to the crop. This can do this to this crop. This can do this to the crop. We combine that. So out of that work that you did on water hyacinth, you've now developed uh, a product using other sources of food for the earthworms, is that right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, other sources, but still the water, it's not actually water hyacinth that we, 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 at first when you saw the weed, we thought it was water hyacinth, it was not water hyacinth, okay. it was actually a, one of the, the water weeds, okay. it's called hydroclase, okay. hydroclase um, species. Yeah, but it, it's very, it is a very dense uh, riser root system. Okay. The, the, we, we actually walk on it when it's covering the, uh, your, yeah. your, the dam, you, you walk on top of it. And yeah. do you compost that first before yes. you introduce the worms? Yes, yeah. so we composted that through the, the thermophilic process. We created very large heaps. Okay. And then uh, through uh, um, the thermophilic process, and, and then uh, then laying later on that we could actually mix that with animal manure to enhance and then microbial activity. So we're getting some of that from a local abattoir, okay. and then and that was in, that was the beginning of a very very, very good work. We, we had a lot of problems. Yeah, to 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 setting very compost. Mm. Um, we did a lot of failures, you know, that could fail. Earthworms would, would die, and and so on. But eventually, we managed to. To, um, so because it was not a lot of other people had already been doing this. Because yeah. remember, Charles Darwin worked on earthworms yeah. in the eighties, in, in, in eighteen eighty something, mm. you know. And uh, so yeah. all we needed to do was read more and then practice some of those things, and that is what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. So the the product that you have is. Uh, well, I think you've got a number of products. Can you explain yes. what, what you actually have available for farmers to utilize? Yes. Yeah, what has also guided me um, is that uh, it's nature. We have three products. The first product that we are saying for every plant, you have to start with that. It's called Ethumpukti. Ethumpukti is what we've done is I've brought in some microorganisms. In fact, there are two major ones which I know them are the most significant in the soil, and brought them together, and that is what is in the okay. And we want each seed or each plant, particularly the roots, to start with that. Because those microorganisms work through the roots. That, that in fact, is what nature does. All trees in the wild, they manage to grow. There's no top dressing. There's no 
vessel application, there is no question of pH. They could be, be they would be, could be drought, but the trees and the grasses are flourishing. But it's because of these little things and microorganisms. So what we've done is we've brought some of those toxic microorganisms into the anthropotic, but there's also vegetables in that in product. Then we have created our nutrition compost, very rich in humus. Um, we combine quite a lot of waste in it. We still get material from Bari. Um, some of that is, yeah, we get it from Akarasit Council. Um, some of that we bring it ourselves and other other players um, who have um, be some businesses there. They, they want to take care of their waste. They bring it to us and we process it. And then that is used, mainly used as a vessel fertilizer. But it's very different from if somebody was to learn almost uh, his only way, ours will be completely different okay. because we have packaged it, various sources of knowledge to bring our product out. And it's very important, I, I, I must say. Uh, and then the top dressing is called vein folia, nutrient vein folia. Nutrient vein folia is again, um, it, it, all of it is just local. And it's amazing, you know, how much nitrogen, you know. In fact, I'm quite convinced that that top dressing can, in fact, replace ammonium nitrate, yeah. a background nitrate. But we've just combined that source and that sun, that sun, to, to create a product that is very rich in nitrogen. And, and, and not just when you apply our top dressing, you're not only applying nitrogen, no, you apply lots of other nutrients at the same time. So, which makes a hell of a difference, you know, yeah. So, um, our top dressing, but of course, uh, the nitrogen level is not quite as high as ammonium nitrate or urea. It's lower, lower. In fact, the last measurement we did, it was about 7.4. But now, I think we've raised it to about 9 to 10%. Now, but because of that, we do not recommend that you apply it once. You apply it on a weekly basis. Okay. In some cases, you apply. we recommend you apply it twice with this spraying of and you see, in 10 days, if your crop is yellow, in 10 days, you see a huge difference. Your crop will become green in no time. Okay, so the earthworm poop tea is yes. a, a seed applied liquid. Yes. Yeah, the ver. And the, root. Yeah, and root. Okay, yes. and then the nutrient compost is a composty type material. Yes, exactly. It's a which you thing. put in the planting hole at planting. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And then the vermifolia is a foliar. Feed. Yes, exactly. Okay. Talk to yeah. yeah. So that's very interesting. And um, you've had, I believe, some very good success in the field with these products? I must say, um, the beginning was not quite good. Okay. I had a student from NSU, uh, we did a few trials and so on, but they uh, could apply very combos, but the crop was still um, yellowish. You know, yeah. And then we started working on it. We worked on it. We worked on it. And the various things that we're doing, you know, yeah. some of the things are very much used in the, in the in the rural areas, mm -hmm. you know. But we've combined that to make okay. the product. Now you can grow a maize crop without any chemical fertilizer. Wow. But of course, you need to use a bit, a bit more of any compost. I mean, I mean, for instance, we we last year 2019 and 20, we grew it six sites from both the sites. No chemical fertilizer was used. Ethan poop tea, dressed in the seed, basal application was in uh, the vermicompost, the solid vermicompost, top dressing was vermifolia, and our average yield was about 8 tons. Okay. And the seed was the ordinary seed from the granary. 
you know, so but I was excited and we, we actually have a report on that. So really it's something but you, one of the things that we've also established in, not here even globally is when you combine the two. When you combine uh, both chemical fertilizer and vermicompost, compost, generally the the result is much better mm-hmm. than when chemical you fertilizers are alone or vermicompost is alone. The result is far much better. Globally, wherever it is, it has been the result. Yeah, so there's some kind of synergistic exactly. effect between the, the exactly. chemical fertilizer yeah, and the exactly. compost. Yeah. Yeah. But it also the other point is that we need to recognize is that when you use vermicompost, because it's very rich in humus, it's very rich in humus, because it's rich in humus, the amount of chemical fertilizer that you have to use is not, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily that high anymore, okay. because humus is that ability to, uh, to keep your nutrients. They are to keep your nutrients. You, you don't lose it. It protects your nutrients from leaching. So there is no need for useful, to, for instance, to apply eight bags of compound tea for this. No. Because when you apply eight bags per hectare is recommended, that recommendation is taken into account leaching as well. But you, when you apply your vermicompost, uh, you must rich product, you that you you keep most of that nu- nutrients, okay. so there's no need for you to apply aid. So yeah. that is the reason why we're saying our recommendations for most crops is 50 percent of chemical fertilizer, and each bag of that chemical fertilizer is replaced by uh, two bags of any compost. So that gives a better protection to that chemical fertilizer, and the result is generally much higher than chemical fertilizer. Yeah. So, for example, if you would normally put eight bags of uh, say compound D, yes. and you reduce that to four bags of Compound D, you exactly. would then apply eight bags of vermicompost. Yes, exactly. Together with that, yeah. exactly. Okay. And of course, our vermicompost is much cheaper because a bag of vermicompost right now we're selling it for ten dollars. Okay. As opposed to compound D, compound D will range from twenty-five, thirty dollars. Wow, it's way over so, now. Yeah, and, yeah. And it could be forty dollars. Yeah, it's going to be worse with the Ukraine, um, Ukraine Russia war. So, yeah. I mean, this uh, is a locally produced. Fertilizer, organic fertilizer is perhaps Absolute, the best way to call it. Absolutely. And the nitrogen uh, source is yeah. completely 100% of the normal from our yeah. own waste. Yeah. <laughs> not from anything from yeah. our own waste. Yeah. Of course, I am not going to tell you because I do not. No, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, because some of it you you have probably experienced it already. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I mean, this is a, a, a local indigenous uh Product and yes. doesn't rely on any imports of, no. of chemicals or no. anything, and it's replacing 50% of the fertilizer that's needed on the crop. Yes, yeah. absolutely. In fact, it's replacing more if you're using the vermifolia yes. as well because you're not using ammonium nitrate. No, 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 not even a single chemical in yeah. that top dress. Not even a single What we use there is all waste. That's fantastic. It's all waste, but it's all in the. You 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 find it if you read in the. If you Google it, you you find some of the products. Yeah, there. sure. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's really exciting, and I think it's something that farmers need to become aware of and to utilize because of the situation that we face now, with fertilizer <laughs> prices increasing, and perhaps even the supply of fertilizer will be more difficult I uh, think so. to obtain because most of our fertilizer is imported. So now. You know, earthworm culture, vermiculture on a farmer's field, is that a feasible option for a farmer to try and do this to some extent in his own farm? Absolutely. We are promoting that. We want every farmer to be producing his own vermicompost. Not every farmer has got enough waste. 
but he will come to the shop to buy because he was short. But we want him to convert whatever waste he has. Every human being has got biodegradable waste. Whatever waste you have, you must convert it. So what we've done is we have developed what we've called the Jati Ethyl Breeding Composter. That is something that I patented. And this unit is um, you you process. In fact, the other way that we've given it is the at source organic fertilizer factory because it's a process that you 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 you, you use a thermophilic process and from there you go move on to flame composting and then you have the product and then that's it. So we have quite a number already now. Right now we I think we've constructed about sixty already. Quite a number in yeah. the rural areas, quite a number in urban areas. Yeah, yeah we've got some in Mandarwe, Bindura, uh, Shimani Mani, Bumbawera, Mashingo, you see. That is what we want. You see, we want each farmer to be able to convert. You see, what I'm trying to also promote is, I know the old, what people used to recommend is that you, you take your mashanga or your grassover or whatever, you dig a trench, you put all of that into the trench. But I don't think that is the right way now. Once you get to know what atoms can do for you, in, in, in vein commerce, we want you to convert all that waste that is over, convert that into vermicompost, and then you put it in the soil. Because what ethylums do is they will concentrate nutrients in that product. They will again concentrate humus in that product. And we know humus will help you in retaining your moisture, your nutrients, and again, nematodes don't like that. Nematodes will run away from that environment, and that is what you need in that soil. Yes, they run away. Okay, so could you describe that process of if if you're a small scale farmer, you've got uh, five, ten, fifteen mombe yes. in a crawl every night producing some manure. Uh, you've got your mashanga that you collect from the field, yes. uh, perhaps to feed your mombies through yes. the winter. Yes. Uh, there's other waste from the kitchen and what have you. How would a farmer start with the the composting side of things and then moving into the the worm culture? Yes, yeah. It's, uh, unfortunately, you know, is, I'm trying to push also my side. On the yeah, I We have got this, what we've called the organic fertilizer factory. It's a structure that yeah. we, you know, if we, we are hired, we can do it for you. Okay. But it, it's, well, you can still do it without that composting. You can still do it. You can do your own. Yeah. The, what is important is understanding the process. And uh, you may not need that, 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 that structure at all. You can still do your own vein composting okay. as long as you understand the basics. Because the most important part is knowing that your store, your grass, your food leftovers must first of all cure thermophilically. They must they must go through a process where um, they, they, they decompose under high temperature. And do you use uh, do you recommend a, an aerobic process or anaerobic? Uh, no, we recommend aerobic. aerobic. Yeah, we, the, the anaerobic. Uh, no, yeah. no, we okay. don't. In fact, we don't recommend it at all. At all. If you are using earthworms, we don't recommend it. Okay. It so the kill. composting is an aerobic, so it's got to be turned when the temperature reaches exactly. a high temperature. You turn it, it and really heat it up. Exactly. Then, yeah. You need that oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we tried it with a decongestor, with a, a biogas digester. Yeah. You know, I had overlooked the fact that. The slurry from a biogas digester is actually anaerobic. There's no oxygen yeah. in there. So uh, I've created this, a, a pit where they were 
what earthworms they were just waiting for the, the, the treating those in the slurry because it was it was meant to to treat that slurry to, to make sure that it's in the water is we ended up with it was to purify to water in order to uh, use the same water okay, in the yeah. All the earthworms were dying because there was no oxygen. So you create a, an aerobic compost and yes. then you introduce the worms once that compost is fully cooled down. Cooled down. That is that is fundamental. And the moment you do that, you can you can do your so much without even my unit. But of course, my unit is I like it in the sense that it, it's 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 well planned and it's a process that is already there for you. And the, you do not have to the managing it is easy because it's six compartments um, and we know after four or five days you move to the next after another four or five days you say, and as you move you bring in new material and so on so it's a way of just uh, you've designed a system that makes it easy for the farmer to produce exactly. his compost and yes. then to introduce the worms to create the final absolutely. product absolutely yeah absolutely and you know i mean some of these things are somewhat temperature dependent but from beginning to end how mm. long would that process take to have the finished product that you can use in your field yeah you know compost in itself should take something like uh, 25 days yeah, you okay. should you should have your compost done yeah. ready to to to, to use you know, okay. compost. But the point is, it again depends on how many earthworms we have. The more earthworms you have, the more efficient, the more you can do in one day. Because okay. earthworms will eat their own weight a day. That's it. And but in um, so uh, in about 25, 20, 25 days you could have your stuff, okay. the cured compost. But now getting that you normally we sieve it so that uh, we have a finer texture we sieve that and then we introduce that to earthworms right. but you see because depending on how many earthworms you have you can this is what we normally use we use layers of size something like 10 centimeters right. because we know that earthworms normally they habitate the first 10 up to 10 15 centimeters mm -hmm. beyond that thing. so they will use that 10 centimeters you know depending on how many they are. If you put lots of earthworms, they'll do it very quick. Now, in, in two, three, four, five days, you might have covered quite a bit, you know. Um, so it depends. And, and again, you can you can harvest in, in 35 days or 40 days, you can harvest whatever you have, because you already have it. Okay. Yes. Every day, there is very common produce. Yeah. So, so it's basically a continuous process. It's a continuous process. And then once, and once you've got the vermicompost at the end, mm -hmm. how do you store that? Do you sieve out the earthworm to reuse back into the system and then yes. the, the product that comes out, do you dry that or how do you preserve that so that you can apply it like in November? If you start the process yeah. now yeah. and you want to start applying it in November, how do you preserve that? Yeah. Well, you just we, 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 we just recommend that you you can put it in bags okay. or if in a rural area you can it in a dura or something but you have to be because there could be a lot of cocoons and that is what you don't want to lose them and the difference as well because when you harvest um, you use the sun and when you harvest you can lose cocoons they'll be there yeah, so okay. they'll hatch as you go so we recommend as much as possible keep it moist that whatever atom is still there or cocoon can hatch and continue to grow so you keep it moist you can cover it with some sacks and so in a, in a house, yeah, but you can also put that in bags as much as possible if you can keep it moist. Okay. If it dries up, 
There's no problem. But what, of course, will happen is if there are any little elves there, they will die. But it's still all you need to do is uh, and when you start doing it, when the moment you rehydrate it, everything comes back again. The only thing that you have lost are the life elves. But the cocoons can also still be large. That, that is that's one major advantage. You can keep it like that. Yeah, so your your system that you can provide uh, that technology to farmers, what is the cost of that? Yeah, no, you see, our system is a bit on the expensive side. Yeah, because in the, the original system that we're still promoting for those with resources, if you depend also on the volume of your material, yeah. because one thing that we've also noticed that not everybody's got enough, lots of material. So we've got two designs. One is in the smaller one, which will compost um, one ton a month or two tons a month. Uh, that will cost about 1,100. But you, you can reduce that cost by providing bricks, uh, I think about 10,000 bricks, quarry stones, river sand, and then uh, seven bags. And then the, it will, the price comes down to about six hundred and something. Yeah. yeah. Is, so the design to get the design from you, for example, is about six hundred dollars, and then you build it with your own materials. Is that what you're saying? Ah, no, no, no. Yeah. The the, the farmer must get the material. It's just will just come and we'll have the the cover, uh, the biotech. We call it the biotech system, which is the starter material and the earthworms, you know, and the covers because um, we have a breeding section. The, 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 our structure comes with the breeding section. You have to breed earthworms as well. Yeah. The more you breed, the more efficient mm-hmm. your system comes. And again, the, the, you will have lots of earthworms that you can sell. So there's a huge market for you know, just locally and ex- externally. You see, so that is what we're trying to grow as well. Right. Yeah, breeding earthworms. That system will enable you to breed earthworms. Of course, it's different from when you just do it in ordinarily and so on, you not have that other breeding, breeding component that this one has. And in fact, it, we've also learned now, which we're trying to do now, that we, we're right now trying to to attach a black soldier fly market mm-hmm. to the composter. Okay. Because we've observed lots of black soldier fly markets in this, in this mm-hmm. kind of structure. So we're, we're putting in a system that will again also get black soldier fly to propagate. And, and then that gives you a food source for your chickens? For chickens, exactly. 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 It's it's like what the Minister of Agriculture is talking about right now, having um, a horticultural project in every village in the bowl. That, to me, is a great idea. It must go together with something like this. It must celebrate what earthworms can do to that soil, to that community. It will make a hell of a difference. Because every community has got waste. But how that U.S. is being managed right now is not quite good, is it? So it's it's a fascinating uh, development that you've made here, and I really do hope that you can get this extended uh, into much more of a greater area of the country because it's certainly needed. How can farmers or people who are interested in, in like the cities where there's a lot of waste as well, how can they find out more from you? Do you have a website? Or yes, uh, yeah. we do have a website. In fact, we've got two websites. Yeah, we've got a website for both fertilizer and wastewater. Because we've done some marvelous work in wastewater. Uh, absolutely, we've actually patented it. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know of anywhere in the world where this has been done. You know, we've uh, yeah, it's a completely different system because we've replaced the pit latrine, the toilet. Mm-hmm. We've replaced it with a flushing system with recycled water, and then. We, our system does not smell it right throughout. We, right now, we've just finished a system 
we'll call it the JATT, Congestion Sanitation System. We finished the system for 32 houses mm -hmm. in Stonebridge. Wonderful. Yeah. Rare. And then um, the whole system, right from the decongestor up to finishing, no smell. Yeah. You eat way with way on that day because it powered the earthworms. Is it? It's so fantastic. In fact, you see that bottle there that yeah. is water from yeah. uh, that, on that window. It's water from um, so they are wastewater instead of uh, just allowing it to go through the septic tank. We have now converted it into a usable product mm -hmm. to irrigate their lawns. Fantastic, and, yeah. and so on. So their gardens are. And your location of your shop where farmers can come and get the, the, the products that you produce? Yes, um, right now our shop is in Highlands at the shop number 4, Glenroy Township, where is another head office is okay. next to Highlands Police Station. But Okay, so I'll, I'll give some of those details at the end of the program of phone numbers and the website address and so on. But I uh, really want to thank you, Dr. Wingri, this has been fascinating. I think you've, you've developed an amazing product that yeah. could revolutionize farming in Zimbabwe. Absolutely. Um, not only by improving the quality of the soil, the quality of the crop, but also reducing the cost of production. Exactly. Just yeah. one word before I go. Sure. The country generates more than a million tons of biodegradable waste. And that waste is a nuisance to local authorities mm. right now. It, I tell you what, it should not be a nuisance. The country must celebrate and use that, convert it, take it back to agriculture because most of that has come from agriculture yes, yeah. and it has caused huge agroecological imbalances because of what we take from farms comes to Mbare, waste from there does not go back to the farm, it's taken to Pomona landfill, incinerated or burned and we take back chemical fertilizer imported from Russia, from wherever, yeah. and that has created a huge ecological imbalance. If we use earthworms, take that all oh, that is one more than one million tons back to agriculture. Well, that's wonderful, and I really appreciate the time that I've had with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, and I wish you all the very best, and yeah. we'll continue to try and promote this this, uh, so. this concept of vermi composting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Utilization of waste yeah, yeah. and getting it back, uh, recycling nutrients within Zimbabwe. Exactly, exactly. And getting farmer soil health and Absolutely. nutrition and so on into a much better situation. Yeah. Microorganisms. Well. Yeah. Some of them are produced here, microorganisms. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Good. Thank you very much. Well, Doc, it was so much a pleasure just seeing you <laughs> after 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy yeah. telling you. Yeah, good. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ag Podcast in which Dr. Ephraim Wingwiri shared his experiences and products based on vermiculture. For further information, visit his website at www.zimearthworm.co.zw or visit his shop at 4 Glenroy Highlands Harare. Thank you for listening and happy farming. Bye for now.